This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper. Easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, welcome. It is that time. Thursdays, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Hopefully you've had a great day today. I know I have so far. Dr. Kelly Victory, how is your day going, by the way? It's very well, and I'm enjoying I'm in uh, California, where we are now two days into the end of the COVID emergency. So uh, <laughs> I suppose I should be doing that. <laughs> Colorado, as you know, the emergency doesn't end in Colorado, apparently, until May 11th. Um, the same as the federal dates. And, and that's a shame, given that it ended November 22nd in Florida. So uh, the, the words arbitrary and capricious yep. keep coming to mind, John. I have been getting so irritated this last week or so. I had a guest of mine, uh, Brad out of Lakewood, who, Brad, if you're listening, thank you for this. He had me read, or is having me read, and I'm listening to the Audible because it's easier for me to do it that way because I have so much time in the car. Dr. Kelly just makes it easy for me. So he had me read a book by Steve Dace called The Fourth Reich. And it's all about the things that, honestly, we've been going through and talking about, you know, on air for, you know, two-plus years now. Although it gets into some some things and even gets into some depth that I don't know that you and I have really covered specifically, mainly because of time. I mean, the book's got all sorts of, you know, it's got the ability to cover things and get into things you and I have not had time to. But I tell you what, the more I, I listened to that and granted knew that it was going on at the time and we were doing our best to fight against all the things that were happening. But holy cow, Dr. Kelly, if we don't have... Some absolute, I don't even know if lawsuits are the right words. We need some investigations into multiple different hospitals across this country that, in my opinion, flat out murdered people. No, I, I agree. I think that there, there are many, many levels of people who need and organizations that need to be held accountable for this. Uh, John and I agree with you. I think that lawsuits are likely going to play uh, a very, very critical role in how that happens, unless we end up doing that, unless we, you know, I had uh, a conversation with an attorney just the other day about this very issue. It's not good enough just for people to say, wow, we screwed up or we, we didn't handle this as well as we should have. But, you know, and, but really quick, Dr. Kelly, we're, you know. we're not even getting that at this point. We're not getting anybody that I've seen, unless I'm missing something, you know, maybe there's a few doctors here and there, and I know there's a few that I've seen come out, but I mean, I can count on one hand publicly, you know, the amount of those individuals that have actually come out and said, man alive, we screwed up, we were wrong, we didn't do that correctly. I, I, I'm not seeing near enough, let's just say that. Oh, no, they come out with very, very lame um, mea culpa. So you'll recall that 
Rochelle Walensky announced, she said, we could have done better at our communication. Oh, geez. Or we could have done better at our collaboration. They never come out and say, we were wrong. Yeah, how about the fact we didn't allow ivermectin after even the vaccines came out and they started to pose a problem? We treated folks like you and I that are not vaccinated like absolute criminals. In fact, there were hospitals that if you weren't vaccinated, you couldn't get treated. I mean, we can go down the list. And and again, I, I know I knew all of this and we were talking about all of this at the time, but I guess, you know, going through this book as I've been as a refresher to all of the utter and the reason it's called the Third Reich is because really at that time, and it still feels a lot like we were going through what Germany did in 1929. Well, here's the, here's the reality, I will tell you. Uh, and people like Dr. Marty Macri, you know, who just wrote a recent op-ed on the, the 10 biggest myths you know, that you were told during COVID, even he is far too generous with regard to allowing these individuals who ran this debacle, allowing them the out of saying, well, you, we made the decisions that we made based on the information we had at the time. That's a bunch of who. It's a bunch of baloney. That's right. Is, it, 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 exactly. The reason I was saying the things I was saying, John, three years ago, is not because I have a crystal ball. It's not because I'm a really good gambler and I took a good bet. We have known for decades, decades, that masks don't stop the spread of respiratory viruses. We've known for decades that lockdowns do more harm than good. We've known for decades that natural immunity far, far outlasts and outperforms vaccine-induced immunity, and on and on. These are not things that were new information. When you read the Cochrane report on masks that just came out two weeks ago, reviewing 78 studies on the efficacy of face masks and stopping respiratory viruses. These aren't 78 new studies that were conducted during COVID. These were the 78 existing studies that went back to 2000, which is how it is that I already knew the answer, which Mm -hmm. was that masks don't work. Likewise with natural immunity. These are things, this isn't something that we've now, all of a sudden through the COVID pandemic, we've you know, realize these, we've discovered these things, we've run studies and found out, oh, wow, before that, we thought six feet distance would stop a respiratory virus. But now all of a sudden, we've done the big study that shows that that's not true. We've always known it wasn't true. You were lied to. Yep. These people didn't make mistakes. They lied. Yep. There's a difference. Yep. And, and then, you know, and again, we talked about a lot of these things while they were going on. The fact that you couldn't prescribe off-label drugs. We had uh, actual pharmacists, by the way, acting like doctors, which is really outside of their realm and what they're able to do in the first place. They literally were practicing physicians at the time, not allowing certain prescriptions to be filled. I mean, you know, Dr. Kelly, looking back on all of the things that happened, why there isn't more outrage today from people walking the streets over what happened is just because they've been snowed for the past three years? I, I think it's because they've been snowed, and frankly, I don't think you can discount, John, the fact that, yes, you and I are talking about this, and we've been talking about it on a daily basis. Unfortunately, despite I, I, I respect and appreciate our listenership so much, but the reality is the average American yep. isn't listening to True. this. True. The average American is getting their news off of you know Facebook, TikTok, and Google, and you aren't seeing these things there. No, that's that's right. the problem. There's been such a successful, pro- get back to your book, The Fourth Reich, 
you know, there's been such a successful propaganda mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. during this that your average person still, I am shocked when I run into people who have not heard. They will tell me, wow, I hadn't heard that there were any cardiac issues associated <laughs> with the vaccine. Yeah. And you think, Unreal. How, what rock? Yeah, where did you, you, yeah, where you been living? What cave did you just come out of? But the reality is that you and I, and, and likely the vast majority of the people listening to us right now, you and I, we get our news from other formats, True. from other platforms. True. Uh, and we do our own diligence. We, do our, we actually read the studies. We you know, listen to alternative vo- voices. And unless you have done that, the vast majority of people out there still believe still believe that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yep. They still believe that the vaccines are safe and effective. Uh, they still believe that you have a higher chance of getting myocarditis if you get COVID than if you get the vaccine, and on and on. Yep. Really quick, too, I think something else that, and, and again, I know these things. It's just a refresher for me, I guess, to go through this book and just you know really even I hate to say this, and I shouldn't be doing this because it just makes me so spit and mad when I get home at night. I'm just ready to, I don't know, do do what. I'm just so stinking mad over all the things that have happened, Dr. Kelly. But the other thing, too, that you you know we've talked about it some, but I don't know that we've even talked about it in depth enough, enough and that's this whole myocarditis. The reality is that particular uh, heart problem, if you would, heart disease, let's face it, and you know this, did not really exist much before the vaccines came out. They can say all they want that it was a common occurrence to see, you know, not only young athletes, but older people with that condition. The reality is it was few and far between as, as far as anybody that saw that. Am I right? Absolutely. Myocarditis is was relatively rare prior to these COVID vaccines. And although it can occur and certainly has occurred, and I've seen it myself clinically on more than one occasion, it can occur as a result of a bad viral infection. Uh, influenza, for example, is, you know, is a cause of myocarditis in some people. It is relatively rare. The idea of young, healthy athletes dropping in sudden cardiac arrest mm-hmm was extraordinarily rare. We mm-hmm. know a large study done by the International Olympic Committee, done well prior to COVID, by the way, having nothing to do with COVID. Uh, they ran a huge study because they were trying to give physicians some guidance when the physician gets handed that clearance for you know to participate in sports you know form, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and mom says, can you please sign this for Johnny? The physicians needed some guidance for, gosh, you know, what should we be doing? How much of a cardiac workup does little Johnny need? You know, EKG, chest x-ray, what does he need? And so the International Olympic Committee did a study looking over 30-plus years at how commonly is a cardiac problem result in sudden cardiac death in in an athlete. And when they're talking about athletes, they meant Olympic-level, professional-level athletes. Mm -hmm. And looking back over all these years, the answer was, on average... There are 29 per year, wow. 29 in, in the entire planet per wow. year on average wow. of, a, of an athlete dropping suddenly of cardiac arrest. By the first three months of this rollout of these vaccines, we had almost 1,400 months. Wow. Wow. It's incredible. So something, 
something That's right. drastically changed. That's right. And and the fact that this hasn't been investigated and reported is really just unconscionable. Okay, answer me this question. Because one thing the book talks about, and they interview lots of different doctors like you that were doing the very same things that you were doing, only some of these were actually in hospitals doing their best to try to save patients, getting literally blocked by other doctors and nurses and even pharmacists in the hospital or local. I mean, so, again, some of the tragedies that happen in people that died, it's absolutely it's just heart-wrenching to listen to some of these stories. But one thing that one of the, the doctors talks about is how you know myocarditis was not very common, like we just said a moment ago, and you gave the stats on that. Uh, para, make sure I'm saying this right. Pericard, pericarditis? Is it, is it peri or para? Pericarditis yeah. was Perry, actually... Pericarditis. Yeah, that was, that was more... Uh, it still wasn't a, you know, there still wasn't a lot of people diagnosed with that. But if they had something, it was peri, not myo. What, you know, what are your thoughts there? And explain the differences. Well, again, myocarditis is inflammation of the heart muscle itself. Okay. Uh, the heart, is, the myocardium is the heart muscle. Okay. The pericardium is the covering to the heart. Okay. It's the, it's the outside case. So like the shell, so if the you would. Tape. Correct. Okay. Correct. It, it, it is not. It is in. It is distinct from the heart itself. Okay. It's the shell or the covering, the, the sac that it sits in. Okay. Um, and there's no question. They both were very rare. I couldn't tell you, frankly, that that pericarditis was more. In my clinical experience, I'd seen them both about the same. Okay. And I would have said that incidence is about the same. Um, it, to be very clear. Any um, reports on myocarditis or pericarditis that have occurred during this pandemic, anybody says, well, oh, yeah, but it wasn't, they, they, the person didn't require hospitalization or they, they were in the hospital, but they, they were got out within you know, 36 hours, in, implying that there is such an entity as mild, there is no such entity as mild myocarditis. Right. All right. of it is severe. Thank it, you. It scars the heart muscle. The heart muscle is not capable of regenerating. Once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, heart muscle does not grow back. It, once you harm it, once you scar it, it's yours to live with. And the risk of developing congestive heart failure, full-out heart failure, requirement for heart transplant, goes up exponentially after having had uh, myocarditis, whether or not the individual ended up in mm. the hospital. Okay, again, a little bit of research I did on my own. Again, I am not a doctor, but you know me. I read, I, I, I look at things, I look at the data, and so on. And not that this, I don't know how I'm going to try to tie this in, but I just want to make sure that I'm clear on my thought process here. Typically speaking, in the past, the things that actually caused myocard, myocarditis were basically STDs. I mean, there were a few things outside of STDs that caused it, but really not many. My point being, you know, I, I have a hard time believing that our STD cases have risen to the point of we've gone from 29 a year to the number you just gave out, which is in the thousands. I just can't believe it's all because of that, unless I'm missing something. No, and, and as I said, the most common cause really were, were other viral illnesses, as in things like uh, Epstein-Barr virus or uh, influenza, and it certainly can happen for with what we call an iatro. No, no known cause. Okay. Idiopathic, uh, idiopathic myocarditis, where we don't know why someone develops sudden onset of inflammation, but it's generally thought to be re related to a viral infection. Okay. Um, no, th this is this is clear. I mean, the data don't lie. It is irrefutable. The only thing that changed significantly was the rollout of these vaccines. And as importantly uh, to this, John, is that 
anyone who pushes back and says, yeah, these people all had COVID, that's why they have myocarditis, because they haven't been yeah, COVID. That's we BS. Know, well, 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 and I can prove that it's BS. And the reason I can prove it is because we know from the people who've had, who have died and had autopsies where they actually tissue sample, take a tissue sample of the heart muscle, we can put it on a, under the microscope, stain it, and what you see are huge, huge islands, huge globs, collections of spike protein. Mm. And when you stain those spike proteins, you can tell these are spike proteins that occurred as a result of the vaccine, mm. not as a result of the virus. They stain differently. The spike protein that comes from the virus looks differently when it's stained than the spike protein gotcha. that was produced as a result of the vaccine. Gotcha. So I, we can prove definitively okay. that these cases of myocarditis are a direct result of spike protein that it was in response to the mRNA vaccine. All right. Hold that thought. We'll come back. Great intro. If you guys have questions, by the way, I know I kind of took over here uh, today and not really allowing any questions, but I had things of my own I wanted to get discussed with Dr. Kelly. But if you've got a question, feel free to text it to us, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. Absolute electrical heating and air is coming up next. And again, anything you need when it comes to HVAC or your electrical system at all, find them at klzradio.com. Absolute technicians listen first. 1,300 Google reviews at 4.9 stars is proof that you can trust. I'm Isaac. I'm the service manager here at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. At Absolute, we pride ourselves on advising as opposed to telling. We don't do any repairs without talking to the customer first. So we always want clients to know what's going on, understand what we're saying, and make an educated decision for what they would like to do in their home to their HVAC equipment. We always like to set the table for what the client can expect while we are in their home. So that makes the homeowner comfortable with who's in their home, and it also helps us to communicate what we're recommending and why we're recommending it. We pride ourselves on high-level communication. Make sure you are heard. Work with professionals that listen. Schedule with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Affordable Interest Mortgage, anything you need when it comes to your mortgage, give Kurt Rogers a call today, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913% with an APR of 6985 if rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720 500 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. 
No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory with us as she is on Thursdays at this time. And uh, I appreciate her taking time out of her day and week to join us. So, Dr. Kelly, I really do appreciate that very much. And uh, I had a text message that came in. I was going to get to this anyways, but this person reminded me of it even sooner than that. Um, by the way, I said thankful, very, very thankful every day for the last three years now that we've had Dr. Kelly and Steve and Andy and I all going through this stuff and giving out the truth. So thank you guys very much for saying that. I know that I appreciate that, and I'm sure you, Dr. Kelly, do as well. The other thing that came in, which I again, this is you know very, uh, very, uh, very apparent in this book, and that is all of the old people in nursing homes that died alone. Also, in the beginning, there was quote unquote no treatment. You just went home and you know kind of got through it, or you know, heaven forbid, you ended up in the hospital. And Dr. Kelly is a reminder of this you know book I'm listening to, uh, and we knew this at the time. I can tell you from listening to this book, and I don't know if it's the same way today or not. I wanted you to touch on this. The last thing you wanted to do during COVID was go to the hospital because you were likely not to leave. No, no, that's exactly right. Uh, you were essentially a goner if you ended up in the hospital that's right. because they were going to refuse treatment. Uh, and, again, and or, and or give you treatment uh, that would make you die faster. Well, exactly. Many of these people were fundamentally assassinated that's in the right. hospital. That's right. Because the, the treatments that we knew, and again, it's not that over time, we all of a sudden, you know, found out that there was treatment. We knew pretty much from the very beginning that there were effective treatments. We had every reason to believe from day one that hydroxychloroquine would be effective. And how did we know that? Because Anthony Fauci wrote a paper in 2005 saying that chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine were very effective against SARS-CoV-1, which had happened in 2003. We had every reason to believe, given how similar the viruses are, that hydroxychloroquine was at least a reasonable thing to try against SARS-CoV-2. Why wouldn't we? But instead, they acted like that was absolute craziness, particularly after Donald Trump said the word hydroxychloroquine. And Anthony Fauci and his entire team of feckless uh, CDC and, and FDA um, sidekicks all acted as if Hydroxychloroquine, where did you get that idea? Right. Oh, I don't know, from the paper you wrote. Right. And, so, and, yeah, um, well, and then was, let's, let's further that along, Dr. Kelly, because the other thing you and I talked about a lot, and even Steve, you know, Steve as well, you know, we all talked about it, was the fact that not only was that a huge debacle on their part, but then we got to the ivermectin stage where we realized, you know, folks like you, that yes, in fact, if you get early treatment and get going quickly, there is a huge benefit to being on that. And then we got told by the media that it was nothing more than horse pace, and why in the world would anybody want to take horse medication? Donald Trump got thrown under the bus. I don't know how many different times for mentioning that. It's absolutely ridiculous some of the things that happened then. And again, no one's being held accountable. Exactly. And again, you have people out there who don't know better. No, we're here. Go ahead. Well, I got you, Dr. Okay, Kelly. You? Okay. Yep, we're good. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, there, are people, there are people out there who are acting and who don't know better who um, believe what they hear in the mainstream media and start parroting these same things. Oh, it's horse pace. It's horse pace. Ivermectin has been used in humans. It's FDA-approved for use in humans for decades. It's very, very safe. 
very, very effective. And like hydroxychloroquine, both of these drugs, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, are available over the counter in almost every country right. other than the United right. States and right. Canada. Right. Uh, they're that safe. Okay? So the idea that these well-known, well-established treatments were being refused, and as you rightly point out, John, instead they were pushing toxic drugs yep. like remdesivir yep. uh, on people that, you know, and Rem- causing remdesivir. renal failure. Yeah, remdesivir. Yeah, remdesivir. They were, they, they, as we call it, run death is near. Exactly. Um, because um, it was very, very toxic, and instead they were doing that or simply saying to people, there are no treatments. Stay home until you, you know, turn blue, at which point there's essentially nothing you're going to be able to do anyway. So this was, this was absolutely, um, to call it just mismanaged or errors, these weren't errors in my mind. These were purposeful. Yep. Yep. And the people who went along with it, which includes hospital administrators, pharmacists, boards of pharmacy, hospital, you know, uh, boards, anybody who actually bought into this and refused the ability for doctors to work with their patients and get them the care that they wanted really should be held accountable. Uh, if I had a dime for every, you know, call I got where somebody was saying, look, my, you know, my family member, my loved one is in the hospital, would like to try ivermectin, would like to try steroids, would like to try this, doesn't want remdesivir, and instead they were denied, they were told they couldn't have access to the things they wanted, and the thing they didn't want, namely remdesivir, was foisted upon them. To the point even, for those of you listening, I mean, this was so bad, and Dr. Kelly, you know some of these stories where there were certain hospitals out there, lots of them, by the way, lots of large hospitals out there, to where if the family member tried to even sneak in some ivermectin, say they got their hands on some some way, somehow, and they were sneaking that in, uh, there were patients that actually were getting better. Hospitals were like, wait a minute, time out, what's going on here? They then would put armed guards out and actually check everybody's belongings as they were entering into the hospital and or restrict who could even go in to see that patient to the point that then, of course, they died because they couldn't get them the proper medication to make sure that they lived, and the hospital was doing just the opposite to make sure that they died. Correct. Uh, correct. That, that is exactly right. And then when you fast, you know, address the other issue, which is that people were isolated, they were not allowed to see their loved ones, nope. they had no advocate, they had no one to, to, to make sure that they were getting even the most basic care, uh, you know, when you think about, you know, what is the thing that we do, the, mo- the strictest punishment that we have other than execution isolation. Uh, to, to a prisoner is isolation, yep. is, is, is solitary confinement. Yep. What do you do? You isolate somebody because yep. it makes people hopeless, helpless, yep. depressed, right. okay? Uh, it is the way to break someone down. So what do you think happens to people when they are gravely ill? Uh, and they and they're put in that position yep. and told you have something from which you know you are not likely to recover. People lose all hope. Yep. They lose all all will to live. And truly, that by itself, that absolute lack of humanity, that we breached every possible ethical moral law in healthcare when that happened. And and there are people really who should be held accountable for that piece of it alone. Yep. I fully agree. Somebody sent me a little news blurb, by the way, on an mRNA vaccine effective against RSV, respiratory disease. Nature Medicine explores the latest trends 
translational and clinical research news with Moderna's clinical trial of a vaccine against respiratory of you know viruses in older adults again thoughts there i mean i'm guessing just because of everything i've learned on the current mrna vaccines that we have that that would be something that you should stay away from exactly right here's the reality we have yet in history of medicine we have never created a safe mrna vaccine these i said from the very beginning you'll recall uh, john with these covid vaccines that I thought part of their plan was to try to make mRNA a household word, Mm -hmm. to try to make people believe that this was tested, safe technology. It isn't. We have been working, scientists have been working for well more than a decade with mRNA, trying to create a safe and effective vaccine, but it has never happened. Every time it has failed, sometimes with disastrous results, where all of the test animals died, this time they used the, quote, COVID emergency to rush the thing through, to do inadequate testing, to get it out only, it's still totally experimental, it's only available under the emergency use authorization, and now they are acting as if, well, this was such a success with COVID, now we've rolled one out for RSV. Again, no idea that this thing is safe. Okay, so here's a question that just came in. I do not know the answer to this one. I knew the answer to the first question, which I just answered, which is somebody that was pregnant that had uh, you know, COVID within one month of being pregnant. Would there be any issues with somebody being pregnant having COVID? I had a daughter-in-law that had the same situation. I can already answer that one, Dr. Kelly. No, it was no issue any way, shape, or form. And as long as you didn't get the vaccine and didn't do anything you know, really, really weird. No, there's no issue for the, the mom or the baby in that particular case. This particular person, though, goes on to say our newborn granddaughter needed a blood transfusion, uh, you know, rebirth because of antibody issues born at 36 weeks, needed Billy lights for one week, eating and aging weight is now uh, is now one month old. Uh, hemo- I can't pronounce this. H-E-M-A-T-O-R-I-C-T. Hemocrit is only 24. Could the mRNA from an unknown source of a blood transfusion cause delay in developing red blood cells in that newborn? Well, it, it, it's a very, that's a very complex uh, question. Yes. I need to know why this newborn was, what quote, antibody problems was it having? Was this related to an RH problem with the mom? Um, you know, was it because mom had been vaccinated and has, I, so I'm, I, that, that's a very complex question. I could tell you that, I would not want a anyone, anyone who is unvaccinated, to be getting a blood transfusion yep. from someone who was vaccinated. And that's the problem. So the, and the problem there is we don't it, know. The, exactly. The, we simply the the risk is absolutely there. It is very real. Um, we don't. I would not want personally or any of my patients or family members to get a blood transfusion. From some, from you know, get vaccinated blood because you are getting not only potentially a huge influx of spike proteins themselves, but more concerningly that mRNA yep. uh, and whether or not you're yep. getting that mRNA and could then start producing those spike proteins. 
And, evid- and this is something I didn't know. So evidently, because I again, I don't watch much of, of television or do things along those lines. I get my information from lots of other sources, you included, Dr. Kelly. But I've got two or three different text messages in now to where this messenger RNA for the flu, not for the, you know, not for COVID is really being pushed upon. Sounds like, you know, a lot of individuals, the elderly included. In fact, pharma TV commercials are really uh, you know, telling, you know, individuals to get these shots. And again, we've got to keep getting that message out that, no, do not take an mRNA vaccine right now, period, because you do not know what the results are going to be. Yeah, and, and I think, again, they are sidestepping what they were supposed The mRNA shots for COVID are out under an emergency use. That's the only way they are available. They didn't go through adequate testing. Trying to, they're now trying to slip in and act as if the mRNA vaccine for RSV or for the ones they're talking about giving to cattle uh, and other, uh, other livestock. These haven't been adequately tested. They have not gone through the rigorous treatment as a genetic therapy. They, they're trying to slide them in under vaccine. mRNA is genetic therapy. It is not vaccine technology. Uh, and therefore, it, it needs to be held to a totally different standard. Uh, and they are, this is sleight of hand. They're trying to sidestep what are the normal requirements for these things to actually come to market at all. Mm-hmm. So I would not be taking, I, I get calls on a daily basis. People are now terrified, John, about any vaccine. Yes. I got a call the other day. Somebody needed a tetanus shot. They were in the ER and they said, I don't want them to give me the tetanus shot unless you can promise me, Dr. Victory, that it's not mRNA. And I said, no, no, tetanus shots are, you know, tetanus vaccines are not mRNA right. uh, technology. But people are terrified, and I understand why. Yeah, rightfully they have so. no reason any longer to, to trust yep. the healthcare system, to trust public health officials, or to trust what they're being told. Because people were not given informed consent. They were lied to, and I understand why people don't have faith in them. Got a text message a moment ago, which I cannot at all argue with. I, for one, will never believe a word from any government agency nor from any medical professional that I do not know personally. You know what? That is exactly my statement. I feel exactly the same way, Dr. Kelly. No, I do as well. I think, you know, Ronald Reagan was absolutely spot on when he said the most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, (laughs) It's an oxymoron. No, they're not. Exactly. You know, exactly. No, they are the most terrifying words in the English language because they, they have not helped in this particular pandemic, if you didn't believe it before, if you weren't one of those people who paid any attention to whether, you know, who shot, you know, John F. Kennedy and, you know, who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, if you didn't pay attention to that and you didn't buy into it and you didn't really care whether the uh, the federal government was suppressing information about UFOs or, or whatever else, now you have absolutely, you have every reason to yep. believe that you've been lied to by your yep. government. Yeah, and the problem is, even if, you know, for example, you know, take the UFO thing. I mean, I'm not a guy that really believes in those. Are there un- un- are there unti- unidentified flying objects that I think are man-made and so on? Yeah, there's lots of those. And, of course, there's all sorts of different things that, that even get suppressed along those lines. Uh, on the same token, Dr. Kelly, I don't believe that there's anything that's coming from outer space. But to your point, when you've got a government doing what it's done all the way through 
COVID. And you've now got a lot of folks believing that maybe those UFOs have, have, have actually been there all along and the government has been suppressing a bunch of information there. What, what, are, those, what are those people supposed to believe right now? Because the bottom line is you can't trust anything they say. It, it, exactly. And that's, and that's a very dangerous place to be in as somebody who has made you know, a career in public health, John. You, God help us when the next thing comes along, because there will be a next thing. If, I'm not saying necessarily the next, quote, pandemic. It might not be a pandemic. Right. Maybe it's going to be something else. Maybe it's going to be a toxic exposure. Right. Maybe it's going to be, oh, you, you mean, know, a... You mean a like the one in Palestine? Like, yeah, exactly. That's its own, you know, uh, <laughs> Sorry, disaster. sorry, but I just had to, I had to throw be, that in there. You know, Again, you can't trust the government. Well, and the problem is that there's going to be a next crisis. There's going to be something where we in public health need the public to pay heed, to listen to us, to follow our directives, to follow our guidance. You can't do that when you have lost their trust. It's no different than, you know, than a, a child losing the trust of a parent or a parent losing the trust of a child. The next time when you absolutely in a crisis need them to listen yep. and say, you can trust yep. me, follow my lead. They're going to look, people are going to look at us, rightly so, and say, you're a bunch of buffoons. That's right. You're a bunch of corrupt buffoons, That's and right. I'm not going to listen to a darn thing you say. And that is the most That's dangerous right. position we can be in. All right, we got calls coming in. I'll see what they're asking. We'll get to those in a, in a moment, and uh, I'll ask those on air. And Dr. Kelly, thanks. We'll be right back. By the way, everybody, don't go anywhere. High Five Plumbing is next. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Take care of that plumbing issue. Pay the way that works for you. High Five lets you choose between a good, better, and best fix option with tiered pricing. You have a choice on the repair they do and a say in the price you pay. No more waiting for a plumber to be finished with the job only to find out that it's going to cost double what you initially thought. That's no reason to avoid calling a plumber. On top of their good, better, best fix, Hi-Fi Plumbing offers a range of financing plans because plumbing repairs and emergencies don't wait until it's a good time for you. You can't control when you need to call a plumber, but you can control who you call. Call the plumber that meets you where you are already at. Call High Five Plumbing today and mention KLZ for $200 off a tanked water heater or $500 off a tankless water heater provided by High Five Plumbing. Now for a limited time only. Call now at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Much like Dr. Kelly is an expert in all things COVID vaccine and the medical world, we've also got an expert in the financial world. That's Al Smith, 303-744-1128. Maximize the full potential of your nest egg. Discover what a meaningful retirement means to you with a fresh look at your retirement plan from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al will help you explore what's important to you in retirement by understanding what you're going to spend your time doing. Al can create a projection of where your finances are now and where they need to be. Establish your priorities for retirement that feels purposeful to you. By tailoring your plan to accommodate what matters most to you, have confidence in the longevity of your nest egg now with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. That way, when you finally crack your nest egg open, you can use it to lead to the fulfilling retirement you choose. Call now at 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. 
All right, Chess is up next. In fact, they're going to join us at uh, the 3 o'clock mark tomorrow. Colorado Heritage Education School System. They come alongside homeschoolers, and they're there to help you. ColoradoHeritage.org. Whether you're a homeschooling family in northern Colorado or you are thinking about homeschooling for the first time, Colorado Heritage Education School System, Chess, has over 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschooling families. Chess offers a variety of classes from K-12 through to supplement your home curriculum, all of which are taught from a conservative, biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage respects your conservative Christian values and stands against the woke agenda being pushed in government-run schools. Chess teachers are dedicated, committed Christians who are also homeschooling veterans. We care about your student and their academic success, as well as their spiritual growth. Our diploma program for high school students helps prepare students for college, trade schools, and for life. Chess offers scholarships to qualifying families. If you are tired of the public school system's agenda, join Chess where you can use your freedom to direct and control and customize your child's education. Visit coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Dr. Kelly Victory with us. If you want to know more about Dr. Kelly, go right to our website, RushToReason.com. There's an entire page dedicated there to her. Just click on the link and you'll see it. It's really easy. Dr. Kelly, question came in. We have a friend who has not taken the vaccine, ended up in the hospital with COVID. They pushed him to take remdesivir, and he now has a large pancreatic tumor that looks like it's cancer. Could that med have brought that on? Um, it's a good question. I am not aware of remdesivir, very problematic drug, very problematic. Uh, I am not aware of it causing um, pancreatic cancers. That said, again, this is a brand new drug. We really, really mm, don't point. have good studies on it. Good it's point. Brand new. It was used pre. It was used previously and failed, uh, and rolled out again uh, for for this. Um, pandemic, but we don't have good studies on it, so I can't tell you that again. So many of these these questions, absolutely legitimate questions, mm-hmm. but the honest scientific answer is we don't know. Um, generally, the bigger problems that we were seeing, the more immediate, I should say, not bigger, the more immediate problems we were seeing with remdesivir was a huge risk of developing kidney failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean that that's the only issue with it. Uh, so I can't say with any degree of certainty, but that, that hasn't yeah. been what we've been focusing on, more the immediacy of the kidney issues. 
one tie-in, and I'm not a doctor, but I know enough from interviewing folks like yourself. And you know, you know, I, I, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on radio. No, just kidding. I'm just I interview enough people and know <laughs> enough things that I do know, Doctor Kelly, that inflammation is an enemy to anybody because that's what that's where cancer cells start. As you know, inflammation is our enemy. And I also know that one of the common side effects, because I'm reading it right in front of me, of from Dizavir, is the fact that it causes inflammation. So could it potentially cause cancer because of the inflammation? It probably comes down to the individual itself absolutely and so i think that there's that there are lots of studies that need to be done i'll tell you right now the issue is more you know that any bad side but you know we we've got to look into and start being having access Mm -hmm. to the data on these things the government has been and all of our agencies have been so so um I don't even want to say, you know, non-transparent. They've oh, been yeah. unwilling yeah. to to make this data available to yep. people so that we could start getting our hands on it. You know, what is your risk of developing cancer after remdesivir? What is your risk of developing uh, an autoimmune disease or whatever else it is? Uh, because a heck of a lot of people got yep. remdesivir at $3,000 a dose, by wow. the way. Wow. Um, then, then, you know, that ever would have wanted it. So question, we had somebody also ask a question, different person, by the way, if they've had remdesivir for whatever the situation might be, again, maybe in the hospital for COVID, whatever the case, is there anything to do that you, or anything that you can do to reverse that? Is there any treatments, anything they should be doing, vitamins, meds, anything along those lines to actually eliminate that from your body? Even, no, you know, even, am, even back two years ago, for example. Yeah, I am unaware of any way to, you know, mitigate damage done by remdesivir. For most people, if you manage to survive um, your hospital course, survive the dosing with remdesivir, then, you know, I've really been considering those people to be very lucky and okay. to be, you know, have dodged a bullet. Um, I haven't seen anybody, for example, develop kidney failure later. You know, it happens okay. at the time that you get okay. Uh, the the injection, get the infusion of the remdesivir. Um, so no, I don't think there's anything people need to be doing if, other than thanking God uh, mm-hmm. that they made it you know out of the hospital and, and passed any course of remdesivir that they were given. So we've got a great caller. Mickey's his name. <laughs> he sent this in, and you know I can't disagree with this. Historically, malpractice was the number three cause of death in America. COVID certainly makes that number one by a long shot now. Yeah, well, I think if you add in, you know, if you cause or use the term malpractice uh, more broadly, and the, the issue here is that all the physicians who I think are largely complicit in this, the people who pushed the vaccines, who pushed this, who didn't allow their patients to get access uh, to early treatment through these, you know, readily accessible drugs and those sorts of things, are complicit in it. They will all. Mm-hmm. stand on the side of saying, I was simply following the direction of the CDC. I was simply following the direction of public health officials. Um, so they are going to be largely, I think, unfortunately, off the hook. The question really remains whether um, private companies, you know, whether the, the company that you work for, if your company demanded a vaccine, if your company mandated that you took something, take something that you didn't want, uh, but mm. you did so in order mm. to maintain your Good job point. or to stay in school, uh, can they be held accountable? As Because it's one thing for a doctor to, to give it to you following CDC advice, but for your, your company, your employer, to have mandated something um, in order for you to keep your job, will that 
sort of, you know, withstand great question. a legal challenge. No, that's, but, a, that's a great question. I, I mean, to me, it, it, it's, it's no different than if I were an employer, which I am, and I required every single one of the people that worked for me to cut off their little finger and they, you know, and they did, and then down the road they've got issues, you know, you know, gripping things and handling things and doing things correctly and so on because it's affecting their life thereafter. I know, I know, I'm using a a wild example, but is it really at the end of the day, Doctor Kelly? Is it really much different? I actually, yeah, no, you know what? Let me. I, I, I will go as far I, as saying this: if I had the choice between taking the vaccine or having my little finger cut off, take my finger. You'll be just fine with four fingers on that hand. Correct. You, know, you won't be fine with, with some of the adverse events that are have occurred from these vaccines. And again, we have seen only, I believe, the tip of the iceberg. There are certainly there are people who we know had sudden, immediate onset um, of adverse events, whether it was anaphylaxis or uh, neurologic issues, paralysis, seizures, certainly myocarditis and pericarditis, those sorts of things. There are a whole host of people who are living now with the unknown. They are living with the, wow, am I going to develop a cancer three years from now, five years ago that I, mm-hmm. five years from now that I wouldn't have otherwise developed? And I, am I going to have an early onset of a, of a neurologic condition, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that? Am I going to develop an autoimmune issue that I wouldn't have, have developed? Those sorts of questions, and it's living with that unknown. I wouldn't uh, trade that for. I mean, that's awful. I'm not suggesting that people live in fear, but it has to be, unfortunately, somewhere deep in the recesses of your mind, right. a, a concern. If you haven't had any ill effects yet, what's going to happen down the road? One last question. Charlie wanted me to put this on the list. We were talking a little bit about this yesterday, and that is the avian flu. Is there any? thing going on there? Is that going to be a, a big deal, or is it going to turn out to be just sort of a flash in the pan? What are your thoughts there? My guess is that, again, it's not going to be a big deal. You know, avian flus are out there. Bird, bird flus are, are there. We've had them uh, multiple times in the past. But from what I can tell right now, and again, this is, you know, time will tell, but from what I can say right now, I think they're, again, trying to keep the fear factor up. Okay. You know, whatever happened to monkeypox? Yeah, Remember, good point. It went away pretty quick, didn't it? Or, yeah, good one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Right. We, you know, we, so uh, it's on to the next thing. And it, But again, that's why I say everyone has developed a little cynicism, myself yep. included, yep. to the point where you start saying, yeah, avian flu, right. And you blow it off, you don't even want to give it any credence because one assumes now that they are just, you know, crying wolf again and that we needn't pay attention. And that's what puts us at high risk. But in all reality, as I as I look at what we're seeing from the current concern about avian flu, I don't have a concern about it. I'm not seeing numbers that cause me to have concern about it in the same way that I had uh, really no concern about monkeypox. And lo and behold, it has disappeared. Yeah, I mean, I, I played something the other day, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I really quick, I think I'll close out with this just because of, you know, just I think you'll appreciate this. I don't know how else to say this. i got to find it really quick. It was a few days ago that I actually went through this. And this was a tweet that was sent out. In fact, somebody told me that I need to actually follow this individual. Graham Allen is his name. And here's all the things that he said. We were right about the lab leak. We were right about the natural immunity. 
We were right about masks, about lockdowns, about the vaccines. We were right about boosters. We were right about them faking COVID numbers. We were right about the deadly hospital protocol. We were right about ivermectin. We were right about the evil Dr. Fauci. We were right about the evil WHO. We were right about it being a world power grab. We were right about everything. And Dr. Kelly, you were the one helping, helping us to be right on everything. So credit goes to you that we here were right on everything. Well, I appreciate that, and I agree. I think, you know, you would be hard-pressed to come up with anything, anything that the CDC, the FDA, or the powers that be were right about. Yep. They were wrong about all of it. Yep. And again, I will go so far as to say they weren't mistakes. Amen. I'll leave it at that. Dr. Kelly, no, that's perfect. I'll leave it. That's perfect. We'll end with that. Appreciate you very much. As always, we'll talk again next week. There's still a lot I didn't get a chance to cover, so we'll just keep going next week. How's that sound? Sounds great. Talk soon. Thanks, Dr. Kelly. Have a great afternoon and evening. We appreciate it very much. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Don't forget about the great special that Dave has running right now, 25% off. Make an appointment today, 303-529-0720. It's time to dispel the myth that windows made from vinyl won't last. The longevity of the windows you buy depends on the quality that it is made with and the way vinyl is engineered. Veteran Windows and Doors source their windows from Provia, a manufacturer that they stand behind enough to guarantee their product for a lifetime. Their competitors claim to have the superior proprietary vinyl product because it uses 40% reclaimed wood, which is just a fancy way of saying they use sawdust. No wonder vinyl gets a bad rap. Veteran Windows and Doors windows are fiberglass reinforced, backed with a lifetime guarantee, and always meet code. The only things that matter are the U-factor, the solar heat gain coefficient, and the design pressure. That's what maintains a perfect temperature that you can enjoy as long as you live in the home when you choose Veteran Windows and Doors. Mention KLZ and receive 25% off product, material, and labor in March. And when you sign up this month, you'll receive an additional 10% off. Schedule your appointment today, 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. All right, Bruce Simmons is next. You can hear him, by the way, on Thursdays right before we come on as well. So Bruce Simmons, American Liberty Mortgage, anything you need, questions, whatever, he's got all the answers for you on reverse mortgages, 303-467-7821. There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you with a free consultation at klzradio.com slash reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. All right, if you want two realtors for the price of one, just call Catherine and Robin at KNR Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. 
Realtors Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market. By identifying exactly who your competition is, you'll actually go to see similar listings in your area so you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Cat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And uh, I will get question of the day handled here when we come back here at the top of the uh, next hour. Uh, Again, if you want to know anything about Dr. Kelly Victory, her credentials, maybe you're listening for the first time, you'd like to share what we just went through. You're more than we are more than willing to share that with you, by the way, for free. Uh, We don't copyright any of this. If you'd like to take a link to what we're doing here and send it off to a friend or a relative, you are more than welcome to do so. Just go right to the website, RushToReason.com. If you click on the show notes section, you'll see a calendar there. You go the particular day. This happens to be March the 2nd. You can actually click on that. And then uh, find exactly what you need and send those links again off to family, friends, anybody else you'd like to have listen to this particular episode. You can also, today, on the 2nd, listen to it between 6 and 7 p.m. tonight if you so desire. And again, if you want to know anything about Dr. Kelly Victory, just go online to our website. Check out her page that we have there also, RushToReason.com. This is Rush to Reason. We'll be right back. KLZ 560.